How's it going, you guys, and welcome to your morning call. Now we gotta talk about the Ethiopian conflict. And the Ethiopian conflict by no means is something that is beyond reason and beyond belief because it is happening today as we speak. People are being displaced out of their homes left, right and center. People are losing their lives left, right and center. And two nations are at war that are having an international outfall, the likes of which we have not seen before. Refugees, the likes of which we have not seen since the Rohingya crisis. And this just marks an all new wave of people that are losing their lives, people that are losing their livelihoods and people that are losing their homes and their values. But why did all of this begin in the first place? Well, to catch you guys up to speed, let's talk about certain facts that have dictated the initial onset of this conflict to begin with. You see, the conflict erupted in early November, just a year after the Ethiopian Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed received the Nobel Peace Prize for resolving the 20-year border conflict with Eritrea. Now, Ethiopia and Eritrea have been at budding heads for a long, long time. A 20-year-old conflict, if you will. And this, the new Prime Minister's greatest accomplishment, if you will, is something that received international acclaim as the Prime Minister was the only person to make sure that he, well, managed to garner peace. An international effort the likes of which we only saw reflected by the sheer scale of the movement that once once the bloodiest thing that happened to both regions. An international peace prize came his way. But what followed next a year after his Peace Prize nomination and his Peace Prize win was just devastating to both nations. You see, civil war broke out. On November the 4th, the Prime Minister sent troops to a military base in the northern regions of Tigray, which borders Eritrea and Sudan. He accused the region's ruling party, the Tigray People Liberation Front or the TPLF of attacking the military base and then announced in a televised military announcement that days later the Ethiopian military had bombed a base in retaliation. A few days after that, Amnesty International claimed hundreds of people had been attacked with knives and machetes in the Tigrayan town of Maikandra. We understood that the TPLF was blamed but it refused all responsibility for the actions. What happened next was truly the tipping point of this entire conflict. On November the 13th, Tigray launched rockets at two airports in the neighboring Amhara province. And the next day it said that it had fired rockets at targets in the neighboring Eritrea. Debristine Gebre Mikhail claimed that Eritrea sent troops and tanks into Tigray to support the Ethiopian government. You see, when it comes to Tigray, it has a paramilitary force of upwards of 250,000 fighters, which are now, well, fighting with the government. What happened next is the fact that the outfall from this entire situation resulted in the fact that the Tigray situation has gotten from good to bad to worse. To the point wherein we understand that hundreds of people have been executed and thousands have lost their homes. We also understand that this has cited a new refugee crisis. People are migrating in huge numbers to neighboring Sudan, hoping that they will finally be able to find a place wherein they're not just pulled out of their homes and shot dead. We also understand the fact that allegations and stories of atrocities and human rights abuses are very much prevalent and are very well versed in the eyes of international diplomatic communities as well as human rights agencies that are well keeping a close eye on the situation. You see, after four months of warfare between Ethiopia's National Defense Force and fighters from the Tigrayan People's Liberation Front, 
observers are now collecting data that is worrying every single observer left right and center dictating the fact that we might be looking at a mass genocide the likes of which we have not seen in a long long time initially we understood that the rohingyas faced a very similar thing wherein the myanmar's army cracked down on them in huge numbers and well killed thousands of rohingyas this is something that is grander in scale when it comes to the amount of people that have lost their lives if not in the number of people displaced most certainly in the amount of people that have been put in harm's way there more than 500000 tigrayan people have lost their homes and upwards of 60000 people are seeking refugee status in sudan and all of this is amidst the pandemic further inciting well fear in the local population dictated in the fact that if coronavirus is still very much prevalent and if it breaks out through this entire population of migrants what happens next every single person is obviously going to be living in close proximity considering the fact that they are refugees and if they are then infected it's going to have a huge super spreader event and in a continent like africa we understand that communicable diseases and contagious diseases spread rather quickly we saw the same thing happen with the ebola crisis in africa you see what we understand now for a fact is that a lot of people are in harm's way and if nothing is done about it on an international scale we might be looking at a huge loss of life amnesty international has officially put out a statement dictating the fact that hundreds of people have been killed in the ancient city of aksum drawing on the testimony of well refugees from sudan as well as phone testimonies from people that have survived dictating the fact that gross human rights violations have been committed that the eritrean army just violated people's livelihood violated people's human rights barged into their homes barged into their villages rounded them up and started shooting them and killing them with knives we also understand the fact that the ethiopian government has not allowed free movement of the humanitarian organizations throughout their region only 30 to 40% of the region is being is well given access to to international human rights observers as well as humanitarian organizations but what we also understand is the fact that the that the government might have lost control and it cannot garner or as well assure the safety of these organizations for the rest of the regions that it has no control over anymore thereby citing even more claims that this might result in an all out reshaping of the nation itself an eyewitness report stated that 80 people were killed by an eritrean army in a small village as a matter of fact there was a massive clash between the two sides and by the end of the clash eritrean army reached this village and dictated the fact that people from this village were supporting the enemy amnesty international also put out a report stating that eritrean troops who were aligned with the ethiopian government forces went door to door and search homes for for men and boys rounded them up outside and shot them dead thereby limiting the number of opposition forces that could be well put up against them if you will that was the thinking that was the thought process behind these people what we also understand is the fact the united nations has also put out a statement dictating that they are more concerned about rural areas in the region dictating that almost no information has been able to be cultivated from these regions further citing concerns that we might be looking at mass mass killings in these regions a killings the likes of which we can't understand yet because no one survived to tell the tale entire villages wiped clean their family members were not even allowed to recover the dead bodies from the place where they were shot dead for upwards of 3 days these dead bodies were just left there to make a statement of some sort to the point wherein hyenas 
went and had their way with these bodies and devoured them the only way people recognized their loved ones was by the clothing that they were wearing was by the slippers that they were wearing that is how bad the violence in tigray has gotten what we understand is the fact that there is an international outcry nevertheless the united nations has also deployed boots on the ground initiatives but hospitals are being raided as a matter of fact 70% of all hospitals have been raided only 13% are left that are actually operating at their complete potential the rest are just destroyed essential supplies being looted people are not being able to get basic healthcare and in the middle of a pandemic when we're looking at people dying left right and center by regular diseases that can be cured by diseases that are immunocompromising people thereby making them more susceptible to get the virus it's just sad to see that we're living in a time and a place in the year 2021 where gross human rights violations are occurring right before our eyes the internet has established the fact that we can be far away from the region yet feel every bullet being fired witness every single human rights violation being committed feel the pain of every single individual family that has lost a loved one facts and data dictate the fact that at least 3 to 4 people from each household have been killed the the sheer civil outfall of this war between two opposition forces is incomprehensible we understand the fact that civilians are well considered as disposable collateral people that can be surely in the line of fire and no one would look twice before pulling the trigger before actually ensuring what they're shooting at is actually their enemy or a mere civilian trying to get home to his family human rights commissions amnesty international international observers as well as the united nations every single party is involved every single party is trying to do their half do their bidding to make sure that they can save the people do what's best for the people as well as put an end to this violence what was once the reason behind one man's nobel peace prize is now the reason behind thousands of people losing their lives and even more losing their homes pray for tigray pray for the people and we understand that humanity has a long way to go before we can put aside our differences and understand that the only way forward is the united front this is when your morning cup see you soon